American Nightmare Origin of the Golden Ninja Final Chapter 2217 University Avenue Front Yard It's the daytime. Roland Flagg is sitting on the steps in a leather jacket smoking a cigarette. It's a typical New York City winter. The mailman is coming up the stairs. Yo, anything for me? The mailman takes out an envelope and hands it to Roland. It is a letter from SUNY Purchase. Roland is quick to tear it open. It reads, Dear Mr. Roland Flagg, We are pleased to inform you that your application for admission at SUNY Purchase College has been accepted for the January 1999 term. Please confirm your acceptance by calling 914-251-7638 as soon as you receive this letter. Here, you will receive further instructions on how to proceed. Congratulations! We hope that you are as excited as we are. Sincerely, Dean of Admissions, Robert Talkin. Roland Flagg pumps his fists and jumps ecstatically into the air. Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! I knew it! I knew it! And this time, I'm not fucking up! Miss Andrews, Miss M step outside to inspect what's going on. Miss Andrews says, What the hell are you hooping and hollering on about? Roland Flagg faces Miss Andrews. I am finally out of your hair, woman. You don't have to worry about me no more. Excuse me, I got to call a few people, and they're going to be proud. They're going to be real proud. Outside 2217 University. Dusk. It's a cold January. It is Roland's birthday. Roland comes out with three large black plastic bags. He is enthusiastically placing them in Mike Livingston's car. Miss Andrews and some of the residents are outside watching Roland leave. Mike Livingston says, Come on, come on, come on, let's go. Roland Flagg says with sarcasm, What? No birthday cake? Miss Andrews, very quickly. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mr. Flag. Happy birthday to you. Bye-bye. Miss Andrews waves her hand as if batting a fly away. Mike Livingston says, All right, hurry up. Get in the car. Y'all really want me out, huh? Mike Livingston gets in the car, turns on the engine. Roland looks out the window at Miss Andrews and the house. He sees the eagerness on her face. He speaks to himself 
If only you knew who I really was. The car drives off. From the back, Miss Andrews, Miss M are clapping their hands. Miss Andrews says, Finally, that nigga's gone. Thank you, Jesus. Now he can be somebody else's problem. Mike Livingston's car. Evening. Much of the journey has been quiet. Roland Flag breaks the silence. Imitating Yvonne. Yvonne always said, If you don't got nothing good to say, then don't say nothing at all. Mike Livingston chuckles. <laughs> She's right. Roland says, You would think that an African American getting his education would be applauded by another African American. I stand corrected. Mike shakes his head back and forth. Well, under normal circumstances, it would be, but not in this one. Normal circumstances? Since when has my life ever been normal? It's a miracle I'm in this car now. Statistically, I should be in jail or dead. No thanks to you, though. Your actions dictate the way I treat you, and I'm not your father. If I were, you wouldn't be here. I just love the snide remarks, man. But I'm going to make something out of my life, regardless of you. You let them white folks upstate fill your head with fantasies. What has that got you? $8,000 in debt from your previous failure. They have done more than you know. They saved my life. It took a bunch of Jews to save my life. A job that you should have readily taken up. So, it's not my job to be a father or savior. <laughs> it's my job to make sure you become responsible and to be a man. Something those white folks will never teach you. Ha! <laughs> How do you expect me to be a man if I've never had a father figure? And you keep harping on about white folks. Isn't your girlfriend white, man? Mike Livingston shakes his head and turns the knob on the radio way up. Rolling yells over the radio. I'm just saying, though. SUNY Purchase College. Resident parking lot. It's the night now. The parking lot is empty of people and cars. Mike Livingston stops the car near the sidewalk. Mike eagerly reaches over, opens Roland's passenger seat door. Roland places three black plastic bags on the sidewalk. He turns to face Mike Livingston. Roland says sarcastically, 
So, I'm guessing during spring and summer break when school's out, I could come back, right? Mike Livingston looks at Roland Flagg as if he was stupid. So this is it. This is goodbye. I can never expect to hear from you again, to see how I'm doing, to see if the flag made it or not. Mike Livingston closes the door and he drives off. Roland watches the car. His eyes water. You will see who I am. You will all see. I'm going to make it without you. It's going to be you who needs me. Roland goes to sit on a sidewalk quietly next to the three large black plastic garbage bags. Montage. Scenes of Roland Flagg, studying in school, raising his hand in class, discovering the school newspaper, writing in the school newspaper, studying specific courses like Zen and Confucianism, modern China, Chinese language, Chinese mythology, modern Japan, martial arts, to finally getting his university degree. Dr. Warthol, Louise Albert, are in the graduation audience. He gives Dr. Warthol and Louise a hug. Louise's car, JFK Airport Terminal, day. It's July. There's a giant black duffel bag in the back. Louise says, This is as far as I can take you. Before he died, my husband told me to give this one-way ticket to you on the condition that you finish your education. Louise hands the plane ticket and a large envelope of cash to Roland. Roland looks at the plane ticket and cash in astonishment. A one-way ticket to Beijing? Don't worry about direction, Roland. The bracelet will guide you from here on in. Use the bracelet and trust in it. My role in your story is done. But I'm going to need you. No, Roland. It will be us who will need you. I'm going to miss you, Louise. Me too, kiddo. They hug. Roland Flagg gets his bag from the back. He gives Louise a last look and leaves. And Louise is talking to herself. I hope you are right, my sweet darling husband. Ba by Ban, Pudong. Shanghai. Night. It's a very busy street. People are walking in all directions, bumping into Roland. Roland Flagg is standing 
at an intersection. His duffel bag is slung over his back. A jumbotron television of a Chinese man speaking in Mandarin is blaring through the air. Car horns are honking. Roland Flagg is staring up at all the buildings. Chinese characters are everywhere. His golden bracelet begins to glow brightly. Roland Flagg crosses the long intersection. His bright golden bracelet can be seen through the hundreds of people in the crowd. So this is the end of season one of American Nightmare, Origin of the Golden Ninja. The next one coming up is Wrath of the Golden Ninja, where you're going to be seeing more of his powers and more of what he's going to do or what he can do. So hopefully you'll be here, you know, and um, I would like to thank all of my subscribers, all of those listeners. Um, we have almost reached 10,000 downloads, so I'm very, very happy. And I'm very, very grateful. Um, until then, I will be hitting you up with some stories. You know, uh, me, and, me and Aries, you know, he's one of the, the um, protagonists in the American Nightmare. He's going to be writing stuff. And um, maybe like once a week, we're going to have a story for you until season two is finished. So I'm working on season two right now. And I'm just telling you right now, it's fire, man. It's fire. It's fire. So... You know, give us like, give me like a month and a half to two months and you're going to have a classic on your hands. So, thanks guys. Zai Jen. Epilogue Bronx Alleyway Night Yvonne's portly body is terrified and running away from something. P please I did what you told me to do. She slips and falls down the stairs and looks up in horror. Approaching footsteps can be heard. You didn't Keep your promise! The figure comes into the orange beaming light shining from above. It's Father Jeffries. 
his shirt as black as the night sky, and his plastic clerical collar is blinding in its contrasting reflection. Father Jeffrey says, And what was that, Yvonne? Yvonne is wheezing heavily, holding on to her chest, and if I adopted him and broke his will, that he would send me to the promised land and grant me everlasting life. Father Jeffrey says, and you failed. But I tried. The devil in him is strong. Oh, Lord, just give me more time. There is no more time. I need a second chance. The good book say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. <sighs> have you seen my miracles? Do you believe in me? <sighs> Please? I shall give you eternal life in the promised land. Father Jeffrey's face begins to contort. His body convulses violently. Eight tails spring out the side of his backside. A white orb appears and floats over him. The him turns to a her. Lord Jesus. You are mistaken. I am Da Ji, arbitrator of the ten courts of hell, destroyer of realms, here to pass judgment. I condemn thee for all eternity to wallow in the soup of defiled blood. Your sentence shall be passed down immediately. Omega's power is being sucked from Yvonne's body. The ground breaks apart. Hot lava spews from the cracks. No! Miss Happen Imps grab Yvonne down to the very bowels. She disappears into the earth. We must find another. Omega, you grow weak. Let us go to China. We have not been there in so long. <laughs>